Breakfast official podcast with McGee's. Baking over two million rolls every week. Hello and welcome to another Best of Bowie at Breakfast podcast. It's been an interesting week for us. It's been good fun, actually. Lots of things happening. And um, we, we've kind of got involved in the show. The, the big anticlimax for me was obviously the eclipse. Yeah. What Which, even was with that? I don't know. We, we, um, we even set up a, a Twitter for it. At the solar eclipse. If you want to have a, a go at the eclipse, then do it via Twitter. We get famous people tweeting yeah. us. Who was it? David oh, Schneider from yes. Alan Partridge? He, he played Tony. Yeah, smell my cheese. Um, he tweeted it. I know. A, a huge um, Partridge fan. And we got about 70 followers, which is not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rubbish. Because then we've got about 70,000 followers normally. 70 followers is not ideal. Um, but yeah, that that was the, the, the kind of downside of the week, was the rubbish eclipse. But um, other things that were and this week, Neighbours celebrated its 30th anniversary. I didn't even know it was still on. It's on Channel 5. Yeah, I don't watch it anymore. Yeah, produce- I used to watch it when I would come in from school. Everyone did. Yeah. Even me. Well, maybe not me, but a lot of people. Yeah, no, yeah. you're, you're too yeah. old. When I'd just come in from college. Yes. Um, right. I used to watch it around about half five in the evening. It was there with uh, Kylie and Jason and all that. And that got us talking. Producer Dingo was quite excited about it because he's Australian. You know, yeah, it's, no, we had to calm him down a wee bit. It's like their River City. It's a big thing for them, you know what I mean? It's like they're um, probably they're chewing the fat or still game. Or take the high road. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, and we got us talking about um, neighbours and it turned out that Cassie still borrows stuff off her neighbour. Who does that? Me. Who goes to their neighbour and says, excuse me, unless you're making a porn film, you don't turn up at your neighbour's house and ask to borrow a cup of sugar. The thing is, when I moved in, you know, they offered me things and you don't want to knock everything back. So what that's did they why... offer you? I didn't know about this. No, you know what I mean? Like, if you ever need anything, let us know. Yeah, they just say that. They don't genuinely mean it. <laughs> Nobody means that. Like, don't say it to me because I'll turn up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? If, if Cassie, here's a warning to everybody listening right now. Spread the word around your communities. If Cassie Gillespie, write that name down, ever moves into your area, don't shut the door and say if there's anything you need, we're just across the hall. Because she will take you at your word and she'll turn up at all hours, as she does to our neighbour Derek, who we're able to get on the phone. Yes, good morning, George. Sorry good to, to w- hear your voice. Sorry to waken you up, sir. I hope we didn't get you out of bed, did we? You did, actually. Did. So that's all right. That was Cassie's fault. Derek, I'm so sorry, but I'd need to ask you this. Did Cassie come round and borrow, what was it, butter? A little piece of butter, yes. The question I'm asking, Derek, and she says this didn't happen, when she left, did you talk about her? Did you say, oh, that's that pain in the backside again, borrowing stuff? Not on the slightest. Are no, you no, sure? no. Because I don't know anyone that still borrows stuff from their neighbours. <laughs> but is she the only person that borrows stuff off you? Uh, yes, yes, at the present time. <laughs> yeah, at the present time. Now, I don't want to set a precedent here. I don't want everyone turning up at your door borrowing stuff now, you know what I mean? I'm worried. <laughs> but did she ever replace any of the stuff she's borrowed? Not yet, no. Oh, no, not Derek. yet. It's early days. Derek, let me ask one more question, then I'll let you go. Have you ever had to borrow anything off of her? Uh, not that I can think no, of. because if you needed anything, you're a normal person, you'd nip down to the shop and get it. Derek, I am, <laughs> I am a good neighbour, though. Of course you're a good neighbour. She's not a noisy neighbour or anything? Not in the slightest. No, the Thank boyfriend so- comes around a lot, though, doesn't he? I don't know if her mum and dad know about that. <laughs> 
I, uh, I take the Fifth Amendment in that one. Yeah, quite right, Derek. Do you think Derek put on a shirt and tie for this to come on the show? You know what? He wears his trousers up to his armpits. Okay, that's more information than I need. Do you think he's seen Fifty Shades of Grey? Probably not. I saw it last weekend, fell asleep. I'm, I'm hoping I'm not the only... Well, I know for a fact I'm not the only person that fell asleep during Fifty Shades of Grey. I missed like, all the good bits. It's all the rubbishy bits. And apparently there's a wee good bit at the end. I missed all that. Did you did you wake up at the end? I woke up at the end right as the theme music was playing. You ever get that when you're, you're watching a TV show and you fall asleep? You always wake up during the theme music. I don't know if it's did louder. Did you see the end scene? I saw the bit where they were getting in a lift or something. Why are you giving it away? All right, okay. Bernadette um, was in the same position as me. Me and Bernadette more or less slept together. Morning, George. I went to see Fifty Shades of Grey on Friday night and fell asleep. I woke up, she was on the bed crying, and I said to my friend, why is she crying? What's happened? She says you've missed the whole film. You see, me too. Well, we're in different cinemas though, all right? So that's okay. Nothing sorted there. Fifty Shades of Grey. Everyone's talking about it. Another thing that um, a lot of people were talking about was St. Patrick's Day on Wednesday. That's right, yeah. And Cassie found this advert. What was this for? So Liam Neeson was using St. Paddy's Day to promote Irish tourism. Yeah. Yeah. And here's what happened. If you haven't heard the advert, here's Liam Neeson. This, uh, you know how he plays good cop, bad cop in um, the Lego movie? Yeah. This was definitely good cop. Wee cheery Liam. It is a place where music flows as easily as conversations and welcomes are warm and delivered with a smile. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, it, it just, Liam. You know, he just sounds like a lovely fella. And then you remember he's the guy who once said, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, that makes hey. it all right. We happy leave at the end there. We good cop at the end. Um, also on the show this week, we're discussing people that mispronounce your name. I get called Bowie all the time. It does my head in. It's Bowie. I get Hello. called Gillespie. Gillespie. Cassi Gillespie. And we thought if we put it out there, we might find people who are worse off than us. Thankfully, Margaret McGill definitely is. Is that not right, Margaret? Hi, George. How you doing? I'm doing all right. What have you got for me on names? Right, my name's McGill, and here I get a stationery catalogue addressed to uh, addressed to me in the work, and it was Mrs. McGiggle. McGiggle sounds good, doesn't it? I know I might call myself that. That sounds like she'd be in like a kids' TV show. <laughs> Here comes Margaret McGiggle. <laughs> well, have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, George. Bye, Bye then. Yeah, Margaret might get a gig on Balamori. Let's go to Margaret McGiggle's house. <laughs> it sounds great. Um, Joanna has a similar problem. Hi, is that you, George? Hello, Joanna. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Now, talk to me about your name being mispronounced. It's actually not me. It's my brother, and it's it's hysterical. Our, my maiden name is Faubert. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> and, and he and he's, he was in a different office working and it came over the tannoid. His name's Brett Faubert and it came over the tannoid with Bert Fubert come to reception. reception. <laughs> There's a showbiz name right there. Did the woman chuckle when she was making the announcement? <laughs> yeah, she did actually. I would have been very disappointed if she hadn't. And the week started off quite dodgily thanks to Cassie. She had this great idea of let's discuss what we find in teenagers' rooms. Yes. <sighs> because I'd find stuff in, well, just like rubbish in my daughter Lauren's room. We had to get a skip 
We're clearing it out. I can't um, believe you found that orange that turned yeah, from like green to black. It changed completely from green from orange to black, and apparently it goes green in between. Yeah. But we missed that stage because it was lying there so long. So we got this out there, and we discussed um, things you'd found in your teenager's room. Karen started it off. Good morning, George. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm not too bad. Just seeing most we're on the subject about what you find in kids' room. Yeah. Well, my 27 year old is moving from his the old flat that he was in over in Thornwood. Oops, I shouldn't have said. Anyway, he was moving to his new flat, so me and my daughter were up um, helping clean up uh-huh. because it was a bit of a tip. We'd left a bit of a tip and we found the teeniest pair of girls' panties, like probably about a size eight or some wee skinny things. This wee pair of panties that were totally, you could, they were, they were just rigid. Clearly not his. They weren't his, they were no. black, they were blue with mould and everything. They were disgusting, um, but obviously we had to confront him about it. He just told us to shut and bolt. That's Ooh, the way to do it. That's disgusting. What? Fisty pants. Fisty pants lying in a strange <laughs> man's room. You're not getting them back now, Cass. Um, Wendy phoned in too. Well, it, yeah, I grew in smell and oh. I thought, oh my goodness, what is, what's happening here? Uh, so I went in to try and do a bit of forensic investigation and um, there was a blanket box in the corner of his room and when I opened it up, there was the bag of goodies that he had got when he was doing his Halloween trick-or-treating. Two months and previous? Two months previous. Oh, disgusting. Uh, and it had um, maggots and fruit. Oh. And oh. so I matched them up the stairs and made them clean it out myself. Oh, quite so, right. Anything yeah. that involves maggots, just get it out of there. You know what I'm saying? That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, forensic information. I know, investigation. Is that what it was? Yeah, forensic investigation. So, like, exhibit A, crusty panties. Exhibit B, orange. Yeah, do you think they wore those outfits that they wore in Breaking Bad? You know, those little uh, plastic yellow suits and the... Yeah, with the masks. The masks, you know, like... You would probably want to... I'll tell you what, if you were going to go into Lindsay's sundrum, you would definitely need that. We were putting new bedroom furniture into my 14-year-old son's room. Uh Uh-huh. And when we moved his bed... There was piles of crusty tissues down the side of it. Oh, he obviously had a cold. (laughs) And with the Glasgow International Comedy Festival still going on, we hooked up with a Canadian comedian who was in town to play The Garage on Friday night. He is Craig Campbell. And it turned out, right, small world, that my best mate is Craig's cousin. And I swear to God, I had no idea. It is the Glasgow International Comedy Festival. We've got to talk to some of the big stars. Craig Campbell is with us. He is on at the garage tonight. Or, big stars and me. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> or as you call it, the garage. Aye. Yes, absolutely. Because the first thing I ask you when you come in, I've never met you before. Aye. We've never yeah. met in our yeah. lives. Yes, and yes. I ask you, you know, I said, like most Canadians, no yeah. doubt you have. Of, um, yeah. Scottish relatives yeah. and turns out yeah. your cousin is my yeah. best mate Pretty and has been since we were little kids very very strange it's a freaky <laughs> world tiny tiny world yeah. wow yeah. That, that's that crazy yeah. so what's the main topic of conversation on the show why I live in the UK is covered in the show and of course uh, the good fortune that uh, that Canada has in uh, in disaster scenarios a real quick one was a uh, Air France flight 400 people on board a big old jet circled around Pearson International Airport about nine times trying to find a window of weather to drop it down finally thought we're running out of fuel we better come down anyway hit the runway way long soaking wet skidded off the end of the runway through an irrigation culvert across a busy highway into another farmer's field burned completely to the ground 
ground and like 400 people just get out, grab their luggage and like, hey, where's the airport? Like, you know, zero fatalities. Do you know what would happen if that happened in Glasgow? They'd uh, all applaud when the plane landed. Uh, yeah, Scots exactly. have this tendency to applaud whenever a plane lands. <laughs> hey, well done, you nearly killed us all, but we're here. I, I don't know why the applause comes, but I do notice that also. Yeah, we do that all the time, particularly yeah. if you're going to Ibiza. You, you need to go is that right? Glasgow to Ibiza <laughs> flight. I need to go that to is, you'll get an entire <laughs> tour out of that, trust me. I, there's so many elements I like about yeah. Uh, another you know, like very Scottish thing that's interesting to me is when they will dress up as an opposing team's kit to cheer against the English. That's it. Oh, you know, yeah. a very, oh, absolutely. Uh, that's a very unique element of any culture. So tonight it's the Gary's. Yeah. What time are you on it, Craig? I think it's 8 o'clock. 7.30 doors, 8 o'clock start. Yeah, Brian, we'll have a great show. Thank and, you um, very much. Thanks for speaking to me. It's been lovely to meet you in the flesh. And a, a pleasure to meet a friend of my cousin. This is the Best of Bounty Breakfast podcast with McGee's. We'll get to make your dad mad in just a minute. But let me tell you what got planned next week. Lots of stuff going on. Firstly, Cool Ride to School is going to be in Castle Milk on Thursday. We had little Demi Lee sang a song about me and Cassie. Stop, don't talk to me. Loser, lame, or want to be like oh, Mr. Billy. Mr. Billy from GBX, sitting by the deck, waiting for the clock to go tick, tock, arama, 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 tick, tock, arama, 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 one, two, three, wipe these cobwebs off your knee, the spotlight's on Cassie's blazing hot, she's having a cat fight with George Bowie, please, please pick me. And funnily enough, her name popped out the cup and she is the winner of the Cool Ride to School, so we can get Demi Lee to write a new song for us next week. Uh, also, with the comedy festival continuing here in Glasgow, the guys from Burniston, Rab and Ian, will be dropping by. And they started, it was meant to be me interviewing them, they started interviewing me. Can I know. ask you about Bowie on the boat? Because yeah, the first that? time I heard Dad for that I thought I thought if I could get a few secret cameras <laughs> only that, come and film only that, that nautical that, expedition that in the boat's awesome because it's just like a rave on the boat it is exactly how you imagine it Are right yeah yeah I'm imagining he's got a throne and all that like a throne room don't give them ideas a throne would be good the Burnison guys will be on next week and on Monday's show we'll have Richard Madden right a name you might not recognise right away but if I tell you he was Rob Stark in Game of Thrones you're going to go oh wow oh, he was a hottie yeah the girls love. the girls are so excited at Richard Madden being on the show um, he's also the handsome prince in the new Cinderella movie Disney Cinderella yep. which is out this week he's going to come in and chat about that and also talk about Game of Thrones but he comes from Eldersley yeah I, I was shocked because I was. he does such a convincing English accent I just assumed he was English so when I got to speak to him it was was a shock, particularly when he said this. George, great to talk to you. How are you doing? Nice to speak to you, man. I've been listening to your voice for years. I used to listen to Clyde One every day on the way to school. How amazing was that? That's awesome. The King of the North meets the King of Breakfast Radio next week on Bowie at Breakfast. And also, Hollywood A-lister Antonio Banderas drops by. Hello. Antonio Banderas is in the new um, Spongebob movie, but of course, I guess his most famous role is Zorro. Uh, Yeah, I'm a great uh, cape wearer. What advice, as a great cape wearer, could you give Madonna? Find out on next week's Bowie at Breakfast. We'll have another podcast with McGee's um, next weekend as well. And we're going to finish off, because we normally start with it, so we thought we'd finish with Make Your Dad Mad, because we didn't make your mom mad all last week. And it was great to get a dad back on, and a very angry daddy was too. He didn't let us down in any way, shape or form. Basically, Paul doesn't have a driving licence, and his dad, Jim, has left him in charge of the van because they were in a school playground. So what would happen if Paul decided to take the van for a spin and and smashed it into a teacher's car. This is what would happen. I get to play the part of the teacher, and this is when I realised dads hate 
their children being called reprobates. Thanks for listening. Here's Make Your Dad Mad. Hello? Dad. Dad. Hi. I've got bad news. What? I've um, rang me into the toilet and I was, I've was i just been reversing the van in, in this car park at this school. And uh, I've, I've reversed into a guy who's reversing out. And I've reversed into him. Deal, man. Uh, my foot went down too fast in the accelerator and I think it's going pretty fast. I don't know. It could be bad damage. I don't want to go out the van. You don't want to go out the van? You're taking Because it's a teacher, obviously. I've reversed into him. I've not got a licence. Where is the guy? He's in his motor the now. He's taking a picture of me sitting in the driver's seat. Oh no, I'll, I'll just drive away. Don't be so stupid. I know. If there's a registration number, you're over the van, you're calling them so stupid. I'm just going to drive away. Don't, you don't drive anywhere. You get I'll f*** the playground then they'll no get me. Paul, where does Ryan get Ryan to deal with? He's not there. Here's a guy coming. Right, I speak to him. There. He wants to aye, speak to him. on the phone, aye. Hello, who's that? I'm what, dad. What, why why am I speaking to you? You you're not the person that just ran into me. I I know, but you'll need your man insurance details, you know. I wouldn't need your insurance details. I need insurance details of this, this young company, reprobate is driving. Uh, Who is this? Who are you, son? Sorry? I'm not talking to you. Sorry. Hold Excuse on. Me. Shush. Hey, hey, shush. I'm ta- I'm not talking to you. I'm talking I'm to you. Be- knew, I'm a teacher. How very dare you? I'm ta- I'm not talking to you. You, you do that- not you do not call my son a reprobate. I don't care who you are. Are you finished? You right. You're a teacher. Do you want to stay behind? No better. Right, listen. I'm talking to you. Are you are you being cheeky now? Why is this young reprobate here driving this van round about my playground? Stop going on about this. What's this reprobate stuff? This young reprobate is driving this van. What, do you know he was on his ha- phone? He was on his happens, mobile phone texting. to be my son. Don't call him a reprobate because if you're going to call him, that's personal. It is personal. It it's personal, personal for me. It's if just... you want it to be personal, then I'll come down and see you. I'm the head teacher of this school, no, sir. Man. I've got a reprobate running about crashing vans. Do that again. Stop doing it. Scummy father calling me a... Right, calling me I'll, a clown. I'll, be doing. I'll see you when I come You down. just Bye. watch your language, sir. There's children present. Yeah, listen. Listen. What is, your, what is your name? Hey, shushed. What is your name? I'm the head Tell teacher me. of this school. My name's right. Mr. George, all right? Right, Mr. George. Well, it's Mr. Meekleham to you. I have never seen again. anything like this. A young reprobate driving about, presumably listen, drunk. Listen, mate. I'm not going to speak to you if you, you keep discussing my son like that. You'll end up having some serious words here. Stop doing shh. it. Hey, shush. I'm asked you. Now, listen. Shush. Please stop right. doing it. Let's talk poppy. I think a right. thousand pounds should cover it. Thousand pound, <laughs> whole thing goes away. Eight hundred. Eight hundred? Did you say that wasn't a very good haggle to go from a grand to eight hundred? You should have gone down to about five. I'll go for five then. I tell you what, why don't I just give Paul a hundred quid? I would love a hundred quid. All right, Paul, you've just won a hundred quid on Clyde One's. Make your dad mad. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Jim, you were brewing there. It was Paul's idea, in fairness, but he played an absolute blinder, so we've got him 100 quid. He can take you out for a beer, bro. All right? I'll kill him. <laughs> shush. 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 Hey, shush. The Bowie at Breakfast official podcast with McGee's. Baking over 2 million rolls every week. Go.